Hello again, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. Welcome to the Chatterbox on FM 98.3 KCRD. In the name of the Father, Amen. and the Son, Amen. and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Remember, O most gracious Virgin Mary, that never was it known that anyone who fled to thy protection, implored thy help, or sought thy intercession, was left unaided. Inspired by this confidence, I fly unto thee, O Virgin of virgins, my mother, to thee I come, before thee I stand, sinful and sorrowful. O Mother of the Word incarnate, despise not my petitions, but in thy mercy hear and answer me. Amen. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, here I cracked you up with that, did I? You did. I'm like, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, where did that come from? Disneyland. That's so that's so. Did you hear? Did you hear what they did? Well, and it is binary. Did you hear what they did? Mark, did you catch it? I caught it. Michael Matt had it over uh, his last episode last week. No, what did they do? Disney no longer welcomes to the Magic Kingdom, ladies Ladies and and gentlemen, gentlemen, or boys boys and and girls. girls. Come on, what do they say? Yeah. Welcome. Welcome. That's it? Welcome? (laughs) Y'all? Yeah, because there are no ladies and gentlemen. (laughs) There are no boys and girls anymore at Disney. It's never, never land Yeah, Yeah, exactly. Never, never ending land. Doing that here. Oh, I did not hear that. Yeah. Okay. That's so, why the start but, like that. But on the chatter, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, you're all welcome here. That's right. We're very binary here. You're a boy or girl. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Hey, um, we're going to do something different here this week. We haven't told Mark about it because uh, otherwise he wouldn't have come. Did you tell me about it? No. <laughs> Since he always Yay. has more headlines than time, we're going to do the quiz up front. Oh. Oh, all righty. Oh, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. We're doing the quiz up front, and I don't know about this. Who's doing the quiz? You are. Okay. Kind I of. Thought you, I thought you were going to start quizzing Well, us. I do have, I do have ah. one to open us up for, because right. episode 41, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, <laughs> um, we're recording on Monday, the 2nd of May, which is... Um, St. Anthanasius, yes, one of the uh, great bishops and doctor of the church who defended what? The, uh, against the Arian heresy. Which is? Denying the divinity of Christ. Okay, Mark, come back to us here. <laughs> was that the quiz? <laughs> That's it. There we go. There oh, we it go. was? Really? Yeah, oh. yeah. Well, no, there's another one here. Oh. But, uh, so today is First Monday, this Saturday... And Friday and Saturday is first Friday and first Saturday. And we've been talking about that with commitment to each other and all the listeners to why do we do the first Saturdays? We've been saying the Blessed Mother, what's, why are we doing the first Saturdays? Why is that? Other than the fact she requested. Well, she requested because there are so many offenses against her Immaculate Heart. She requested it at Fatima. Okay. And so what's the, what's the request? To make reparation for the sins committed against the For how long? Well, typically they say the first five, or five first Fridays and nine first Saturdays. But, oh, let's just film our whole life. Well, we can do that. But why five? Because there's five offenses. And they are. See, she knows it. If I if I if I pull her out, Mark, he like spoon feeds it to me. Okay. Okay. So there's sins against um, her immaculate conception. Bingo. Sins against her assumption. Uh, no? Um, no, but that is in the divine praises. It is in the divine. And it's yeah. one of the dogmas, so I thought for sure. Okay, so yes. sins against the immaculate, sins against her perpetual virginity. Yes. 
sins against um, her mother of God, maternity yes, of yes. God. Yes, yes, go. She's on a roll. Um, oh, sins against... Oh, I'm, oh, come on, Mark. I did three. You did the last two. <laughs> oh, thank you. Yeah. I'm not very good at this. So Sorry. the last two are very close here. Uh, blasphemies by those seeking to alienate children from her. Ooh. So... Does it say La- Disney for ladies, sure in there? Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. No. Blasphemy from those seeking to alienate children. What does Christ say? Is it Luke's gospel or Matthew? It's, you know, uh, the little ones. Bring the come, little ones come. unto mm-hmm. me. Their mm-hmm. angels behold mm-hmm. the face of God. Mm-hmm. Blasphemies against those seeking to alienate children from her and the offenses of those who insult her in sacred images. So let's back up to the one about the alienating little children from her. Read that one again. Blasphemies. It's a blasphemy by those seeking to alienate the children from her. So five offenses, five Mm -hmm. first Saturdays. Mm But you know when I when I hear that, you know I kind of think alienate children from her. Children must have an innate love of Mary. Well, sure they do. Right. So so then we need to foster that. Yes. So to alienate them, but that kind of implies that there's an innate sense in children to love Our Lady. I and like you could, that. by extension, say there's an innate love in children for our Blessed Lord. Yep. Absolutely. Anyway, there we go. Well, very good. So what does it mean to do the five Saturdays? What else do you have to do? It's uh, the rosary. Contemplate on the mysteries of the rosary. Uh, boy, now I'm getting fogged here. I should pull it out, but uh, we just had the prayer card out. But it's uh, go to confession, be in a state yeah. of grace, go to mass, receive communion, say the... Um, uh, rosary, contemplate on the mysteries of the rosary for, is it 15 minutes? Mm-hmm. And, pay, and pray five decades of the rosary. And pray for the intentions of our of, Holy Father. Of our Holy Father. Yeah. Indeed. So, you know, I do have to say, Dubuquers are awesome for First Saturday Mass. You know, I mean, we go every Saturday, right? But there's always a bigger crowd on First Saturday. Absolutely. And I love seeing that. Right. I love seeing that. One Mass... Uh, of course, by the time you hear this, it will be or we'll, we'll be past that. Saturday, oh. 8 a.m., Church of the Nativity on Alta Vista is, by my knowing, the only in Dubuque church. St. Mary East Dubuque, I believe, and St. Mary Plantville have 8 a.m. Saturday, first Saturday. They yeah. did this seminar, they used to do it at Christ the King Chapel. Right? I think they do during the school year. They'll have a oh. holy hour and then mass. And okay, I think that's... the holy hour is 9.30 to 10.30 and mass at 10.30. Is that correct? Something like oh. that. Well, we used to do, it used to be an 8 o'clock mass. Well, I tell you what, the, our yeah. KCRD webmaster has, have you seen all of the mass I times he's pulling that. up here? Yeah. KCRD-FM.org. Yeah. Uh, webmaster is doing a nice job on that. You know, sometimes when I walk over to Nativity and I see all the people going in the church for Saturday, 8 a.m. Mass, and of course the average age is about 375, right? Mm -hmm. And I look at those people and I think, this is Mary's army, Yeah. right? In the eyes of the world, they're old, they have a cane, they're weak, but this is Mary's army. She sneaks up behind me and says, go faster. (laughs) 
Tom, can I push your wheelchair out of the way here? <laughs> so good, good job, all you first Saturday Saturday mass goers. All right. Um, I got some more, but you go here. You get, let's get Mark involved here. He yeah. feels so left out, and people say, "Hey, he's, we're not asking questions of Mark." Okay, okay, Mark. <laughs> these these are some quiz quiz questions. These are easy. Okay, good. okay. That's they come right thing. out of the wanderpress.com. Oh, good. Tom saving them <laughs> yeah. for me, so he probably already looked at the answers. Yeah, I read it. Okay, so who is the gospel writer who talks about Jesus founding a church? Peter. But who's the gospel writer? Oh, the gospel Matthew, writer. Matthew, Mark, be, Luke, or John? It'd be uh, Matthew. Very good. Ding, 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 ding. Mark's looking awfully surprised at himself. <laughs> Do you know who wrote the other three gospels? <laughs> I was one of them. What are you talking about? <laughs> all right, all right. He's on a roll. He's on a roll. So Peter's name was what before Jesus changed it? Saul. Paul. Peter. Peter. Peter's name Peter's. before Jesus changed it. Peter was drawn a blank. Come on, man. <laughs> Peter. Paul. Saul. No. Tom. Thomas. Simon, you're Saul. right. Simon, yeah, that's Simon. right. Yeah. Simon. I knew Simon. you meant to say oh, Simon. Simon Peter. Hello <laughs> <all> there. <laughs> That one. Okay, you're yeah. up to the vacation home <laughs> okay. now. Right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay, here's another one on Peter. Okay. So you went right to Paul okay. on that question when you said so. Okay, Peter. The name Peter means... You know this one. Come on. Disciple. You are... Come on, man. The... One. And I will build my church, church upon this... Rock. Peter the Rock. Peter the Peter Rock. The rock. Yeah. All right. Okay. Maybe I think he has test anxiety. Yeah. Well, he does. Because I know he, he knows these I, things. Yeah, yeah. He's he's already ahead of us into the stories in yeah. the headlines. One more. One more. All right. When Jesus asked who people thought he was, Peter replied, "You are the blank, the Son of the Living God." You are the one. No. You are the. Rock. What is? You are the Christ. No, no. Well, uh, uh, that's the Greek version the of Greek it. What's version. the okay. What's the Aramaic? They <laughs> well, probably spoke Aramaic. Aramaic. Yeah. What's the Aramaic? Come on. There Come you on. go. Yeah, work should. with me on this. Yeah. <laughs> you are the. I should Messiah. know this. Messiah. Messiah. There you go. There you go. Messiah. Yeah. Okay. This is like a teacher. really. Right. This is a really really easy okay. one. Jesus told Peter he would give him the what to the kingdom of heaven. Jeez. Ding ding ding. Let's wrap up on a winner. That was... to a new car. Can I get those? Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> these are good. I like these yes. times. Yeah, Th those are good. And thank you for sending those in to us here. So hmm. we need right. some first graders in here. <laughs> I hope they're getting that over there. Getting over there. <laughs> Which reminded me about the homeschoolers here. They're still coming after the homeschoolers. We got to talk oh, about that are. later on. Let's get into the. Headlines. Are we headlines here, or am I? Do we do we want to talk about Mark oh, Kelly first? Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah. Go ahead. Well, set this up yeah, for us. Mark. Over, over the last uh, year or so, it's whatever it's been now. Mark Pauls has been dealing with ALS, mm -hmm. which is commonly known as Lou Gehrig's disease. Yeah, yeah. And uh, so we've we were good friends, and we we watched him go downhill. But during this battle. We watched how close their family came together and how faithful they are. 
mm-hmm. to the Virgin Mary, to Christ. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's it was just awesome to go over there and pray with them all the time, take the Pilgrim Virgin over there, and just to be with them on Saturday. There was 12 of us that said the Divine Mercy Chaplet with him over, and it was just wonderful. And he passed away at 1159 Sunday night, which is the feast day of, of Joseph. Uh, and it's just... Patron a, of the dying, yeah, St. Joseph. Exactly. Patron, patron of the, the dying. Patron of a happy death. Yeah, happy patron death. Patron of a happy death. Yeah, exactly. And Kelly said it was a very peaceful and happy death. Mm-hmm. And it was just, the, the whole process was just wonderful, you know, to, to watch and to know that he is going to heaven mm-hmm. because he got the, all the blessings, the sacraments. He did the divine mercy, you know, the apostolic the, the, pardon, the, the apostolic pardon. But uh, you know, just going through the the divine mercy novena and stuff, and mm-hmm. the, you know, and so he was able to do all that, accomplish all that mm-hmm. before he passed away. That was just it, it was. Yeah, they've really been open about sharing their journey through ALS. They have made videos on YouTube, and you can watch them. And they were always just delightful to watch because you could tell their love for one another, their love for God always came through, their sense of humor. And um, uh, Kelly spoke at the Right to Life dinner on Friday night. Just no notes off the top of her head, and she was so powerful she got a standing ovation. When, wow. she, when she stopped talking. And she had said that Mark was going to come with her, but he wasn't feeling up to it. Well, he took a turn for the worse yeah. than Friday yeah. night and Saturday, right. I yeah. guess. He, By 30 hours, he had uh, passed. Yeah. But I watched, she made a video on Sunday morning. And uh, I pretty much just cried through it while she spoke. Because she was there in the room with, with Mark, and she had her cup of coffee, because they always used to have a cup of coffee together. And she said, she's very teary throughout the whole thing, but she said, you know, This morning I got up and I brushed my hair and I brushed my teeth and I put on a clean shirt because I thought if Mark opens his eyes at all today, I want him to see me looking pretty. Yeah. Oh my gosh, I'm bawling through her whole video. I know. It is amazing how in the depths and depravity of disease and death that the grace of God brings us all closer together, Mm -hmm. especially that family and their two... uh, Young daughters. Yeah. So eternal rest grant unto Mark, O Lord. And let perpetual light shine upon him. May his soul and all the souls of the faithful departed through the mercy of God rest in peace. Amen. And that prayer extends to uh, all of our listeners who are uh, approaching or have recently approached mm-hmm. the uh, threshold of uh, death. You know, one of the things I love being about Catholic is you can start that prayer anywhere and people join in. You bet. You right? bet. Yep. In a time like that, it's kind of comforting to have a set prayer that you can just say. It brings comfort. And everyone can join in and say it. So I love that. Right. On a long enough timeline, ain't none of us getting out of here right? alive. Right? I tell you. Well, well, they're working on it. The left is, you know, Bill Gates is working <laughs> on it, you know. he's, he's Immortality. Yeah. yeah Willie it's, Bates. Yeah, yeah. But going along with the teary thing, uh, Don and I went to see Father Stu, the movie, over Saturday afternoon, Sunday afternoon, sorry, Sunday afternoon, and uh, and that brought tears to my eyes as as he was crawling up to the altar, and they and they laid him down to be ordained, you know, and it was just very emotional. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Now did he have ALS or what did he have? No, he had a very rare disease. I it's but it attacks your entire 
everything neurologically every, yeah, yeah exactly mm. every, everything just started shutting down and stuff but it was a very crippling disease mm. and, when uh, you were telling us about the movie earlier i it reminded me of father donnie wagner i know a lot of our listeners will remember father donnie wagner good good guy used to spend hours at the chapel um adoration chapel and uh he was in seminary to be a priest ordained for the diocese of rockford when he was diagnosed with a brain tumor and um, that was when it was Bishop Dolan. And he um, ordained Donnie Wagner early, I think after three years of seminary. And he said his first Mass in East Dubuque in a wheelchair. Mm-hmm. But he said the Mass. And um, it was the greatest joy of his life. And I'm going to say within, I don't know, a month or two or three, he was dead. Yeah. I talked to uh, Dick and Marilyn um, Volt were at the, with the, at the uh, theater with us. And she said that they were at his mass. Yeah, it and was beautiful. She, she said, "Yeah, it was." It, he, had, said, he had a beautiful mass at St. Patrick, um, after ordination, of course, and come in there. But you know, um, he he, there's got to be a few people left. But he was the Eucharistic Uber driver for years before he even uh, knew he had a calling to the priesthood. That's right. He was a uh, left-hand man to Jerry Trimble of happy memory. And he not only uh, drove, I mean, if you saw him early in morning mass, which you did see him in morning mass and at noon mass, I think he went to a couple of masses, but he would, yeah, I'm busy today. I've got to pick up so-and-so. And And he escorted uh, people from their home to the chapel, which at that point in time was at 17th Street and, and Hebe, and, um, and he got it, and, and our time is uh, coming up here. We're talking about uh, fond memory of Father Don. Did he call him Donnie? Well, I could never call him Donnie. But. Well, I only knew him as Donnie, but yeah. then once he's ordained, it's kind of weird to call Father Donnie, so then it was Father Don Wagner. It's as bad as Father Stu. You're listening to The Chatter here on FM 98.3 KCRD. We'll be back with segment two right after We're back. You're listening to The Chatter on FM 98.3 KCRD, and uh, we are in the Chatterbox podcast on on FM 98.3. We've got uh, an upgraded uh, homepage, Colleen. I know. uh, Boy, Chris does an awesome job. Our web guy. Yes. He does a great job. Wonderful, wonderful stuff here. Great volunteers at and Aquinas communication. So let's get into some of the uh, headlines. I hear uh, Satan's making a comeback. Is that right? Yeah, you know, we've talked about this before. We first talked about it when um, they were opening or having that after-school Satan club, because, you know, that sounds so wholesome, down in Moline. Mm-hmm. And then we saw that it was out in Denver or somewhere in Colorado. And then it was in um, Pennsylvania. Someplace. Correct, yeah. Now it's in Greensboro, North Carolina. Mm-hmm. They're trying to start one there, and the parents in Greensboro are not having anything to do with that. So they've got um, protests out there, and they're like, oh, no, you're not starting that in our school. So they're getting some pushback. Now, if you remember last week or the week before when we talked about the Pennsylvania situation, and Pennsylvania parents said, you are not having an after-school after Satan club at our school, um, and they pushed back, they're being sued Bye. by the Satan Club. Well, sure they are. So we're going to see what happens here in, in uh, Greensboro. 
these parents are pushing back. We'll see if the after-school Satan Club folks also sue the parents in Greensboro. But that had led us to talk about parents, you need to take a stand for your kids and you need to be ready for the pushback, right? The, our enemy is not just going to roll over when we say no further, right? So be ready for the fight. But you can take a look at what the, what are the critical issues in this conversation. It's uh, the challenge to uh, parents. Are they the primary educators of, of um, their children? Do public schools have a right to exist as institutions, or they, are they in existence to serve children who are the, the uh, children of, of, of the parents? Because there, uh, I mean, they, there are movements not only to have Satan clubs, but there are movements to uh, take a look at what you're doing when you homeschool your child. There's an article in the in a local newspaper uh, from a uh, gentleman, a letter to the editor that is challenging the uh, state bill that would fund children directly, not a voucher that goes to a school or, or a charter school, but to parent choose to fund children of the parents so that they can choose where they send it. And of course, there's a public outcry that that uh, schools are going to be adversely harmed because of this, because you're taking money, and, the, and, the, and this is the narrative, you're taking money away from public schools. Not that, That's what they're saying. Mm-hmm. They're taking money away from public schools. In, in the last 10 years in Iowa, there's been over a billion dollars, billion additional dollars spent on schools. Mm-hmm. How's that working out, taxpayers? Right, and they're paid by how many kids they teach. So you start homeschooling, they don't like that because that's money that they don't get for that student. Yeah, I don't know that that's exactly true. No, I thought that's how it worked. No, 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 the the new legislation. This is not a school voucher. Oh, I mean, historically, you know, they get 300 kids in their school, so they get... Well, yeah, it it is driven by... by, uh, but they they haven't haven't seemed to worry about that in the conversation of contraception and abortion. No. Well, <laughs> think yeah. about that for a moment. If you if you want to follow that conversation, saying we get paid by by the number of children in school, you'd never be a pro-abortion, a, mm-hmm. a pro. Uh, I've just violated my own my own rule here. You right. can't call it abortion anymore. This is this, this it's a ch- satanic child sacrifice is what it is. It is. Yeah. Well, and you look at the, the amount, and I've been reading different stories about the amount of dollars that the federal government has given to the school systems to update their ventilation systems and all this other stuff for COVID relief, which none of that money has been spent on redoing those ventilation systems or anything mm-hmm. else. So where does the money, where's the money going? That's what mm-hmm. I would love to follow the money in some of this stuff, especially, especially Chicago. Where they got 1.5 billion, I think, and or or probably more than that. But even the school systems around here, I've heard, yeah. got millions of dollars. Hmm. Where'd that money go? I mean, well, did yeah. it get here, or is it still someplace uh, clogged in the in the pipeline? Yeah. 
Yeah. And in addition to the money, the very first question you would ask, Tom, and in, in drilling down a little deeper on the subject was, are parents the primary educators of their children? And of course, Catholic Church... Did I say it as a question? Um, <laughs> well, you said the different issues that okay. are, are in the thread. Um, but of course, Catholic Church teaching is, yes, parents are the primary educators of their children. But I think I just heard recently it was Biden or it was someone else that said, you are not... Yeah. primary educator right, right. so was... we have to be aware that the state the government wants to consider itself the primary educator and parents you have no say in what we teach your child when they're sitting in our classroom that's horrible right yeah so there's a you're right there are a lot of issues surrounding this um uh, this is coming fast and furious it's 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 already here it's not something that's on the horizon that might happen it's not something that dubuque or iowa can be insulated, or even uh, the western counties of Wisconsin and, and Illinois can be. It, it's here. They're not your children. You have no right to educate them. They're going to do it. And, you know, the, the conversation was going that parents woke up during the pandemic because of in, uh, in remote learning, remote, mm -hmm. learning yeah. remote learning, and they saw what the curriculum is. That's only half of the story. The other half of the story is, is while you do remote learning, even in whatever setting it is, when you put a computer that is owned by and tied into the technology of a school system, they now own your child. They can tell what your child, it's a listening device in your home. It is. They can tell what you're doing and how you're doing it. Notice that critical race theory, two things about it. One, it's a theory. So too is the theory of evolution, not the creationism here. By the way, that was touched on as an ideological theory in the local newspaper letter to the editor. I saw that. You see that, Mark? Yeah. yeah. You know that that you know if we send these dollars, these public tax dollars, to students of parents in a in a school district, we're going to not fund the public school, but we're going to be furthering an ideology that we don't want. I mean, that was the essence of that, that letter mm. to the editor here. Mm. So already Christians, not just Catholics, Christians are being marginalized as fringe lunatics with ideologies we don't want in the public square nor the public school education. It's here already. What was the uh, the musical here? Something rotten in River City here. Oh. We got a pool hall. We got a. What, what, who was that here? Yeah, uh, that's right. Meredith um, State Fair. Thank, oh. thank you. Yeah, I think <laughs> the only musical in the in Iowa set mm -hmm. in Iowa. Mm -hmm. We got trouble in River yeah, City here. River we City. got trouble in River City here, and it begins with a P and it ends with pool. And, yeah. <laughs> and we got it here, folks. It's yeah. it's in River City. What else we got? Well, to, let's to tie back into the school system. And one of the other articles that we have here is the burning down of all the processing plants and, and things. Mm -hmm. And I talked to uh, Mara, who runs the uh, St. Colin Kells Elementary kitchen over there for Holy Family. And and so we were talking about different things. And I brought this up. I said, "Do you know of anything, or do you know about this about the burning down?" And she said, "Oh." <laughs> She said, we sure do. It hit home. All right, we got to give said, some background to the listeners because right now they don't know what we're talking about. Okay, so. You're, you're on the the cusp. The So whoever it is, the, we can say the far left or whatever, they're burning down food processing plants. How many? 
18, actually 19 now. So we're on the second day of May, and in the last 30 or 40 days, there have been... 45 days, there have been 18 plants burned down in the United States. Food in processing eight, In nine plants. different states now. And Two of which I think were hit by aircraft. Is that mm-hmm. correct? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The insurance industry so. calls that an act of God. Yeah. So Mara says it, it's hitting home here. She said, we can't get the lettuce, we can't get spinach, we can't get tomatoes, we can't get fresh vegetables, because the plant that we got them from got burned down. And so anyhow, and she said, so now we have to shift to other plants and other food uh, suppliers. So she said, the, the, what we got into is an issue where we used to order five cases of something because that's all we needed. Well, now you have to order, if you want to get it, you got to order 35 cases from this supplier or you don't get it at all. Mm-hmm. So she said, we are scrambling around here trying to figure out the meal plans with the what is dictated by the government that we have to feed them and we can't get it. So she said, yeah, I know all about this stuff. So it has hit home here in Dubuque. And, and news organizations like the Epoch Times have been talking about food shortages, these these plants. I was trying to pull up that latest uh, article that summarizes and recaps what you're talking about right now, Mark, but they're telling us exactly what's what's coming at us here. They are. They have they've been saying for a while food shortages, supply chain interruptions. They've been saying that for a while. And now, you know, just two days ago, an industrial fire at Purdue Farms in Virginia. So that's number 18 that was, or 19. Was, was that 19? 19, 19. 19. And the other thing, I mean, you know, whether this is a natural cause or now, now we have the bird flu, you know, so you're killing millions and millions of birds. So there's, I went to Sam's the other day. There was like no eggs. There was only one little pallet of milk left. That was it. The other milk things were all empty. There's mm-hmm. no creamer for coffee. That was all gone. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, we're, you know, you're starting to see it, mm-hmm. you know, the, the residual effects of these fires and these shortages coming on strong. And then they're talking about the aluminum shortage. The other thing that they talked about today, which I thought was real interesting, I never brought it up, but chlorine. The big chlorine, pl- the, the major supplier of chlorine pills in the United States was taken out by Hurricane something lana i think back in 2020 well that was so if you remember over the last two years they couldn't get this this chlorine for the swimming pools and all this stuff so the people you know that had swimming pools couldn't couldn't get it and if they did get it it was really really expensive well they were going there they were on track to rebuild this plant to get this chlorine going again which it goes into every water system in the united states right Mm -hmm. okay well now they can't get the materials now to get this plant rebuilt so here we go, you know. So what's going to happen with the water supplies? You know, all this stuff is just, yep. I mean, it's, mm-hmm. yeah. They're telling you what they're doing in advance. Yeah. And you know that the, okay, the conspiracy theorist in me says, why now? Why now? Right after COVID and the lockdown, when everyone's already afraid, everyone's already on edge, you know, that control thing by whoever's doing all this stuff. You know, this never happened 10 years ago. No. Why now? It's almost like piling on catastrophe upon catastrophe upon Well, it's, catastrophe. it's not only the piling on of the cat- catastrophe, but it's the uh, mental conditioning of the masses that, you, one, you're a victim, two, there's nothing you can do about it. Good old American ingenuity would have been, 
we got a problem here. Let's rebuild the plant. Let's yep. let's let's put the fire out. You know, there you can call it conspiracy theory. Uh, there is no conspiracy, but there are no coincidences, is the well, saying. And we've talked about it many times on here. But just think about this, the, the whole tie-in with the, the shutting down of the churches. Mm-hmm. I mean, think what that did to every one of us Catholics. I mm-hmm. mean, we were devastated. We weren't in fear. We were just devastated that we couldn't go to church and receive the sacraments and stuff. So I've been usher at 10 o'clock Mass on Sunday. And I talked to the other usher back there, and I said, boy, there's not too many here, is there? And he said, there never is anymore. You know? Not coming back. They're not coming back because mm-hmm. it's a non-essential. Let's go back, let's go back to the, uh, did you have something, Colleen? I... No, I was just going to say, you know, it's, it's, it's like piling on one catastrophe after another. And now I see New York City is raising their COVID alert level to medium mm-hmm. due to rising cases. And... Um, you know, so it's almost like they're priming us for, they're oh. They're telling us what they're doing. They're telling yeah. us what they're, oh, another lockdown is coming. And I hope to God, and that's a prayer, not blasphemy. I hope to God that people say, we're not doing that again. Mm-mm. We did that already. We are not doing that right. again. Right. Yeah. I hope they do. And the other thing that just came out on this, this was on the news this morning. And I think it's Moderna, but I'm not, I'm not positive. I think it was Moderna. That is now coming out with shots for newborns. Yes, yeah, I saw that break. Yeah, yeah, that was isn't that great? I mean, newborns. I, I, from newborns to five year old, it was to, point to a degree zero I, zero zero four percent. I to a degree, Mark. I see this as blasphemy. I mean, think think about this. We are now. I saw. Did you see that in on the email letters over the weekend, where the. Uh, uh, the, the masses were bowing at the golden calf called uh, vaccine. No. I got to pull that back up here. But you, you would swear we, we have really pushed uh, the blessed trinity out of our lives here. You know, I mean, when, when you're thinking that you've just conceived and given birth now to your next offspring, your child, and the first thing you've got to do is scurry over here and give them a shot. Because... Mm. You brought them into this horrible, horrible world. This is where, this is where we're at. Somebody's got to put a stop to it. And it goes back to while well, we were talking about the food processing. You know, we're in a unique place. You you touched on Chicago, New York. There's some people have never seen a cow in New York mm-hmm. or, or Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. They wouldn't they wouldn't know a cow if it came up and sniffed them in the butt. They here we are. When does Farmer's Market open here in Dubuque? Is it this, is it this weekend yeah, here? this weekend. That is going on here. Start buying local. Amen. Go down to market and force these guys to bring a hundred dozen, a thousand dozen of, of your eggs. The, the new, uh, what are the spring vegetables? Asparagus, Asparagus and watercress yeah. and, yep. and all of this stuff that comes out here. Start buying your food, your meat, your support the local. I mean, we live in the breadbasket of the world here. Think about the unique place that we live. We are so blessed in this corner of the world. And not only um, can we access the farmer's market and all that local produce um, and meat, uh, we've got lockers around here, Edgewood. I think Dickieville still has a locker. And did you see in the news, Schulzberg, one of their cheeses, uh, red. Oh, I should, probably shouldn't say the name because it'll be gone. I think it's called Red Rock, and it oh, won a worldwide competition 
I'm I'm going to sh- um, up to Shellsburg to they get some of their here. Red Rock cheese. They come down here. Some I of think the they're best in, in the world. They're in Fairway. Well, that's sure. the other thing. Fairway, I think, does, and I think Hive V, they do a pretty decent job of sourcing hmm. items locally, locally. but mm-hmm. not everything on their shelves are that way. Right. For instance, they carry Shellsburg cheese, for example. Right. Well, Shellsburg, you can throw a rock over there and hit them, can't you? No. Or course. what do you say? No. Swing a dead cat and hit them over yeah. in Shellsburg. <laughs> But anyway, Speaking so the point is, we have a lot Irish of really, tradition. we've got a lot of really good local sources here for some very fine food. Speaking of Fairway, we just bought a hundred pounds of their fresh bratwurst for our Knights of Columbus meals coming up and St. Pat's meals. Okay, we got to go. That's the end of segment two. We'll be right <laughs> we'll back be after the, a we'll uh, be bratwurst. We'll with, be <laughs> with Mark on FM ninety-eight point three KCRD. Back in the studio after a bratwurst break here with the Knights of Columbus. What is the date of that event? You got a date the, coming up or May no? May 22nd is our breakfast. May 22nd. Yeah. It starts at 7.30 after the Mass. Right, 7.30 till, till noon. Till noon, so yeah, we're yeah. extending it here. It's a free will offering breakfast that we're doing, uh, home, uh, the omelets and the whole works. Is that so, at St. Columkill? St. Columkill. Ooh, those are good. All the money is going to be donated to ultrasound machines to save babies. Nice. So last time we raised four thousand uh, dollars, which is about ten percent. I understand the it, machines are forty they're, grand. They're actually down to twenty four, twenty five. Four? How did that happen? Last I heard, 25. they were forty grand, Colleen. Hmm. Well, these are the little portable ones they place in in uh, like mobiles and stuff. Oh, but they mm-hmm. place them. So we that money goes to the state of Iowa, who then who then is getting money from the other uh, councils and stuff. The state of Iowa. State Knights. of Iowa, Knights of Columbus. Knights of Columbus. Knights, Knights of Columbus, state of Iowa organization. And then they buy these machines and put them into the counties that have high abortion rates mm. and stuff. So Because, Colleen, tell I, us the story. I think it's about 85% of women that see their baby on the ultrasound choose life. Oh, my blob it's, of tissue just moved. Right? Yeah. It's yeah. so important to show them their baby. Mm. Yeah, yeah. So ultrasounds really do save lives. Yes. Yes. Now, on the flip side of that, the abortion industry is extremely afraid that SCOTUS is going to overturn <clears throat> Roe v. Wade. So they are working on a new pill that they will then uh, send through the mail, and it will starve the baby to death in the womb. So there has there's then no abortion really has to be taken place. So... So that's another way around it. It's, it's just like, can evil get any worse? Yes, it can. Yeah. You know, these people in this industry are you, the most you, vile. You violated the rule here. It's not abortion. It's, it's satanic a, child sacrifice here. Yeah. You're in the chatter zone. Oh, my Lord. I tell you what, it just, I mean, and, and you can talk about. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the, Father the Anthony, uh, I keep saying that. Father. It's Dr. Anthony Levitino. Uh, spoke at the Right to Life dinner on Friday, April 29th, and he used to perform abortions. And he he was pretty graphic in the beginning, so I don't know who's listening, so I, I will not repeat what he said, but it was pretty graphic. Someone at our table had to leave for about 10 minutes because she could not handle what he was saying, but he was talking about second trimester abortions and how they were performed, and then he held up the instruments. He said, this instrument, and that was... You know, just to see with your own eyes the instruments that are used, it was very powerful. 
um, but he had a conversion. But he praise God. Praise yeah. God. He says he presided over about twelve hundred abortions. So twelve hundred or twelve thousand. I think it was twelve hundred late term abortions, oh, okay, but it might have yeah. been. But he also okay. did the the other ones. But yeah. you know, he said, and at the same time, he and his wife were trying to conceive. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and his, it just didn't click his, for him. And his right? wife was OBGYN, right? His yeah. wife was a nurse. So she's delivering and, babies and saving babies is he's killing them and yeah i i've said this before how it, it, when you when you look at the incongruity in our our unbelief uh, when you're talking about people when you are in that zone you are blind yeah you for are sure. blind and we've got to be clear here because somebody listening right now is going to say hey my doctor told me to do this, or I'm considering an abortion. If you're hearing our voices now, anywhere in the country, Dubuque is a safe zone, a sanctuary city. We have Mary's Inn, uh, Birthright, Birthright the, the clinic, the Clarity, clinic. Clarity clinic. clinic, the Dubuque County Right to Life, and we have scores, hundreds, I'll say, of people who will come to your aid, not just so that you don't have abortion, but that you bring your child into this world. And if you need a job, you need a home, you need a car, you need food, you need whatever you need to bring that child in here, you are not alone. Get a hold of us, kcrd-fm.org. There's phone numbers, there's emails. Reach out. The Knights of Columbus are just doing this here. There's not a Knight of Columbus in any of these councils, but certainly not 15813 that wouldn't step up to the plate step up here you are not alone stop the lie right break when i say satanic child sacrifice if that sounds over the top it ain't it ain't it ain't ain't. is right it's Mm. it's his uh, sacrament and one of the lies that he tells women that are pregnant is you can't do this you better, you better have an abortion because you can't do this. Yeah, right. Right. So he will be whispering in your ear all the time to get you to do that. And when whispers don't work, he will shout. Yeah. Doing that. Well, so Dubuque County Rife had life had that, and they're they're trying to starve babies in the womb in here. Anything else on the? Uh... Well, that's just. I, I mean, to me, it's just. I, I I just can't get past that. It's just so hard to believe that this that this industry is just. I mean, it's and it's all driven by money. Mm-hmm. We know that and evil. You mm-hmm. know, so you know it's. No, it's I, it's not driven by money. That's just the currency yeah, of the transaction. This right. is driven by satanic child sacrifice. This is mm-hmm. this is a worship. God is the author of life. I am the way, the truth, and the life. Yep. This is the antithesis of the divinity god did not bring you and any of us into this world to terminate that blob of tissue this is human life until we begin to respect and then it's being attacked in the womb by 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 starving now as you say the the uh tools the surgical tools of dismemberment Mm -hmm. that you saw friday night and they're coming if if that doesn't work they're coming after you with um, yeah, infant vaccine vaccines and 
indoctrination. In indoctrination, schools. and they're coming after the children. But, right? you know, to back up your point on that, Tom, um, I was just watching a video the other day about satanic rituals. In, and in satanic rituals, what they use for an altar mm-hmm. in their black masses is often a woman's body. Yes. So think about that. There's a woman's body on the abortionist table. Yes. It is their sacrament. I'm not making this up. No, I know you're not. not making this up. Let's move on to other headlines. Yeah, other happy news. Yeah. Oof. What did you think about the shrine up uh, north here in La Crosse praying for every bishop in the uh, country? Did Isn't you catch that? that? Awesome. I did. Now, which is it? Which shrine is it? Because I thought it was good help. Is Our it, Lady of Guadalupe. It is Our Lady of Guadalupe that's doing it. Well, it doesn't matter. It's a great idea. Yeah. Um, but they're well, I doing. I might have that wrong now, Mark. Now Colleen's got me second-guessing myself. The only reason I thought it was Our Lady of Good Help is because they start, the first day it was Archbishop Lestecki in Milwaukee. Uh, right. So I was thinking oh. it was that oh, end so of the state. this is the shrine north of Green Bay, Green which Bay. is Our yes. Lady of right. Good Help. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So what's happening is every bishop in the country, beginning yesterday, Sunday, May 1st, Archbishop Jerome Edward Lestecki was prayed for by name. Mm-hmm. At the shrine. Today is David Lauren Ricken of Green Bay mm-hmm. on the 2nd. William Patrick Callahan over in La Crosse. Donald Hying, our good uh, Donald Hying up in Madison is the 4th. And on and on and on. And uh, you, I changed the page here, Colleen. You did. Uh, Bishop Propaki uh, down in Illinois on the 18th. But I'm, I'm looking for Archbishop Jekyll, uh, who was on what date did you tell me? The 25th. May 25th, Michael Owen Jekylls is being prayed for, Archbishop of Dubuque in the shrine. So when is the East, When is the Rockford? Well, let me just go down here. Zincula, Thomas Ooh. Robert Zincula on the 26th, William Michael Joensen on the 27th, and um, Probably Illin- then, um, Illinois is uh, down the road a piece, literally. I think the Illinois ones came right after the Wisconsin ones. Did they? Go back earlier. Oh, of course they did. Uh, Blaze Cardinal Joseph Supich on the 13th. Oh, boy. Oh, that's kind of appropriate. Uh, On the May 13th, that's a big big day. Day. Fatima Day. Yeah, that is the first Fatima Day. David uh, John Malloy on the 17th. That is Rockford. So... So then for the tri-state area, the uh, Bishop of Madison, Bishop Hying, we are going to pray for him on May 4th. The Bishop of Rockford, uh, Malloy, on... May 17th. And then our own Archbishop Jekyll's on... May 24th. Uh, May Excuse 25th. me, May 25th. And they have, if you go to that website, they have a prayer that everyone's praying. So yes. it's not just the day of uh, who gets prayed for that day, but there is a prayer that everyone can pray together. Hmm. Pray for our priest. Pray for the the bishop you save may be your own. Have we linked this on our website? I, I don't know if we got it out here. I just okay. did, when did this come on our radar? Thursday I just or heard Friday about here, it. So yeah, it's new. We'll get it up on the website. Yeah, we'll link to it so everyone can pray. And you know, if you've got kids in other dioceses, you pray for their bishop too because he's yeah. the shepherd of their soul. Well, pray for Cardinal Burke too because you know. He was the one who started the shrine and the cross, and uh, you know they wouldn't let him into the Vatican because he didn't get his vaccination and he didn't have a passport. So they said, "Sorry, you know, go away, come back some other day." Mm. Hey, they let so, Moses in. All he had to do was take off his sandals. Yeah. You know, <laughs> come on. Yeah. 
what's going on here? Yeah, yeah. So, good old, good what else we got here? Let's go on to another headline. We have anything else local or? I don't know if we got local stuff going on. Let's talk about the Ministry of Truth here. That's my. That's this other big <laughs> section I got right here to yeah, talk about. Yeah. Holy cow! Yeah. Now, Ministry of Truth. Where does that title come from, Mark? Well, that would be from our uh, phenomenal DHS uh, Department of uh, Homeland Security. Okay, and but originally, where did the title come from? Oh, I've heard that before. Yes, and actually, <laughs> no, her title is not Ministry Minister of Truth. It's Disinformation Czar or something. Right. But, but they call her the Ministry of Truth because right. what book does what book does it come from? 1984. Yep. It's Orwellian. Orwellian. It's, yeah. Yes, it's Orwellian, the yeah. Minister of Truth. Yep. So what what's the the so, the, the Czar of disinformation? Is that what she? Yeah, is? it's or a, the Czaress. Nina Jankowitz, Jankowitz, yeah, Nina Jankowitz, and uh, if if you watch the uh, Church Militant, they have a video of her on there, and it's 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 beyond. She's special. She is special. special. She is really special. She said that uh, she said she would shudder to think free speech absolutist would get more platforms. And she's specifically talking about Elon Musk, that he is an online abuser and needs to be taken down. Really, I mean, seriously, think about this. She she shudders at free speech. So when I saw this this break, Colleen, <laughs> there's a local newspaper that used to on uh, I think it was page three uh, with all of the credits, and certainly on the uh, editorial page, it used to. It used to publish the First Amendment. Oh, that's used to publish right. the First Amendment in a local newspaper, and I haven't seen the First Amendment published in that local newspaper or any newspaper in the country in years. But it used to be the First Amendment to the Constitution that I, the government shall not, uh, you know, it's religion, assembly, free speech. Hmm. And and it would be it would be worded, and we sent out about two hundred or three hundred pocket constitutions that have the Bill of Rights, which are the amendment, the First Amendments to the Constitution that identify individual rights, but more importantly, limit governmental overreach. You know, so for the last 250 years, but then the uh, the czarist says she would shudder to think that free speech would be extended to people that shouldn't talk. Right. Mm -hmm. Exactly. So, well, I I see that a new uh, Time magazine correspondent has labeled freedom of speech a white male obsession. So you can see where they're going with it. Oh, yeah. But you know, to back up, before they named her on April 21st, Obama said social media censors don't go far enough, and six days later. Biden's administration rolls out this um, uh, disinformation governance board. Six days later, Obama says, they don't go far enough. Mein Fuhrer says, what did he say? Right? Yeah. Exactly. So, but I mean, people have got to be waking up to just how this is so Ministry of Truth Orwellian 1984. Well, it, it is, but it's not universal. I, I, I'm constantly amazed by well, that's a, there's there should be a law against that. He shouldn't say that. <laughs> the, the truth doesn't need suppression, and it doesn't need support. It stands onto itself. It does. Now, we're so, a Catholic radio station, so I think we should talk just a little bit about Catholic, the Catholic perspective on free speech. 
right? Because Catholics in general are for free speech. Yes. You should be able to, you should be able to freely speak your mind. However, the Catholic view would also say there are limits to your free speech, right? You are not free to blaspheme God. No. Right? So there are limits. You aren't, what, you went over those at the very beginning of the show, all the blasphemies against the Immaculate Heart. So free speech does have limits. We cannot use that to blaspheme our Lord. What is the definition of freedom? And what is the definition of liberty? We talked about this in an earlier segment. We do. I've got the one-minute philosopher. We can we can bring that up next time. But freedom, John Paul II had a nice way of saying it. He said, freedom doesn't mean doing whatever you want. Yes. It means doing what you're supposed to do. Correct. Correct. Right? That's what freedom is. So you're supposed to provide for your family. Therefore, you should be able to provide for your family. Correct. Yeah. So that was kind of how he defined it, is being able to do what you're supposed to do in your vocation. But I I did want to bring that up about there are limits to free speech, right? We don't have the freedom to yell fire in a crowded theater, right? right? So there are limits. But when it just comes to debate and talking about your side of the issue, your side of the issue, there should be, you know, it should be open. (laughs) Well, and I think a lot, and one of the things that came up in that article was all about this, it was two things, actually. It was one was about the cover up of Biden's Laptop. laptop okay the other thing was all the information that came out on covid and what we could be doing and should be doing rather than getting the jab mm-hmm. you know and mm-hmm. that oh that's no you can't talk about that that's you either get the jab or don't talk about anything because mm-hmm. you know that's so and it you know so so think about think about if trump was president and he had a ministry of truth what would the left oh my oh. goodness yeah right see it, they don't see it in reverse they no. just think they're the ones that can call well, the shots. and it's like tom said they're telling us what's coming they're telling us what we're this is what we are going to do to you mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. you will listen to it you will do exactly as you're told or well, you will on, end up in one of your little on, on that camps. point on that point one of the great quotes over the weekend uh, you know when you see so many headlines go through here is the whole concept of you know uh, settled science you've heard that it's settled science which we didn't hear that at least i didn't maybe i wasn't paying attention 10 years ago but in the mar- modern urban de- it's settled science and the in the quote over the uh, weekend was from a scientist says you've missed the point the whole point of science is questioning right that's how it's, you make advances you question yeah. so there's science by definition cannot be settled right, right. exactly yeah. exactly hey i'm looking at the clock colleen we've done it again well yeah what do we got anything in 15 seconds or less no the, i did see an, an amazing polly video if nobody has watched amazing seen polly, polly in a while. you have to go to rumble because youtube canceled her but she talked about the fact that they lifted the mask mandate on the airplanes and she said how everybody cheered and she said you know what come on you guys you shouldn't have worn a mask the first place right you waited for permission to remove it come on we need people to say i'm not wearing that again if you put it on me so I, I just thought that was an interesting take on it. Yeah, indeed. That's In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. 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 Glory, Glory be to, to the, the Father, and, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, Spirit as, as it was in the beginning, beginning is now, now and, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, this has been The Chatter. See you all next week. We love you.